Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself. To get through the hard moments, this is the workshop for you. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Doesn't My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met through our training and practice of relational life therapy. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. If something you hear in this podcast stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. And this episode's listener question. We sat down and figured out what our love languages were. So why does my partner not use that information to express their love to me? Love languages. They are not my favorite thing. I am medium about them. I love them superficially and I like to go deeper with them. So fun. This is great because we have lots of different opinions yeah. here. Yeah. I, I pretty much loathe them. <laughs> okay. Get into it, guys. Vicki, why do you love them? Rebecca, why do you hate them? Um, they, because there's so much more when you get underneath them. Like, why might someone's language be gift giving? Or why might someone's gift um, language, sorry, be gift giving or the acts of service. There's so much more when you go deeper mm. underneath it. They don't give me enough information, I guess, therapeutically. Yeah. All right. So if you're going deeper into them, I can, I can maybe play with you there. I can play in that sandbox, but my, my impression of love languages isn't that they teach people to go deeper. It's that they are this, um, pop culture, pop psychology yes. kind of way of dealing with relationships where you're supposed to know me in this particular way. And if we've gone through this and I've told you what my love languages are, then you're supposed to adapt everything about who you are and how you know how to love in the mm -hmm. world to meet me in this place where this is what I want to receive from you. I, I would agree that that's how they're presented too. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why I'm meeting him on them because I don't love that part of it. And I do love getting clear about the kinds of requests we're making from our partners. Totally. I like that they're behaviorally yeah. specific. I like that they're asking sure. for you to gain clarity on what is meaningful to you. Um, I like, Vicki, that you're talking about dropping deeper with them. Like, what is this about for me or how does this meet certain needs for mm -hmm. me? Um, so I think they're awesome as long as we don't attach to expectations this, yes. this now yeah. means you now that you know this you should always do it this way or else you don't really love me or else right 
or else it means something terrible about our relationship or else mm-hmm. it means that you're lazy or else it means like there can be all sorts of judgments that's right. attached to that. So when I think about them, um, I think about if you're going to use them, use them with curiosity and with openness and get curious about like going deeper, like Vicky's talking about. And then if you're going to use them in your partnership, one of my big questions is, wait, are you guys having a big conversation about how you're going to use them, about how you're going to use them Mm -hmm. and coming to agreements? Yeah. So if I haven't had, let's say, let's say my husband and I are driving on a road trip and we listen to an audio book on love languages and then we don't say anything about them, like interesting, whatever. And then I assume now that we're going to be doing love languages, but he's like, why is my wife sharing her therapy stuff with me? Ah, um, mm-hmm. right. That could be yeah. happening on the inside. He, he, my, my sweet husband actually loves all my therapy stuff. Um, but let's just imagine for a moment that he was not in that space in that moment and we never had an agreement. Now I'm actually operating off of an assumption that he's supposed to be doing this because now we have this shared information, but we actually don't have an agreement. So that'd be one thing I'd be really careful about. And that's not just with love languages. That's with whatever you're doing, totally. whatever kind of exploration or vulnerability. Like just because I say I want a thing doesn't mean my husband agreed to say, yes, I'm doing that thing. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would start is, and this is a skill, is are we actually creating agreements? Are we actually creating contracts between us? And it feels, especially if you've never talk to your partner in an agreement-y sort of way, Mm -hmm. it can feel super awkward. Mm -hmm. I remember um, a person I worked with for a long time was sharing something in a group that I was running. And what he shared was so insightful because somebody was complaining about some of these skills we're learning feel really awkward. And he said, yeah, of course they feel awkward. We live in a super relationally unhealthy culture. Yeah, we do. Yes. And they feel awkward because we've never done them before. And everything you're beginning to do that you've never done before feels awkward. Yeah. It's a new skill. Exactly. And so if you take any of these skills or you try to try out any of these skills, you say, I want to make an agreement with my partner. I want you to go into it expecting it to feel awkward if you've never done that before. (laughs) It strikes me that this is so much about, like, we're talking about contracts. We're talking about agreements. We're talking about consent. Mm. Do You know, Mm -hmm. are are you buying Mm -hmm. into this the way that I'm buying into this? Are we on the same page? And if one of us isn't, can we tell each other that? Which goes in with direct request. Mm -hmm. Let's have a conversation about this, which also goes into mind reading. Right. Let's put it out there. And then now that, now that, you know, we, we know, let's say we've talked about our love languages and we've had that conversation. Maybe we've even, um, made, made the agreement Mm -hmm. and maybe we've even said like, you know, I, I want you to understand me better. And so I'm glad that you now know that this is the way I want to be loved and cherished and tended to. And, you know, I prefer this over that. Um, now that you know that, if you don't follow through on that, then what? And what am I making up about it at that point? 
right? Am I making up that, um, well, that, that must mean that you don't love me mm-hmm. or am I moving into a place where, um, maybe we can have another conversation and that conversation can be about like, what, what's happening there? What's, what's happening where you, we've talked about this and I'm just kind of curious when you see me hurting, why you keep doing that thing that I don't really like when you know that this is the thing I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think of it as meta conversations is, is uh, that skill where we move out of the specific thing mm-hmm. and we move into observing together larger patterns and getting curious about larger patterns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you've already made an agreement, whether it's about the love line agreement, about who's going to empty the dishwasher, if you've made an agreement about um, how you guys are going to talk about sex, whatever. So let's say you've made an agreement and that agreement is not being stuck to. I'd pull back and look at that one. Does that actually happen a lot in this relationship? Mm -hmm. So do we need to look at it over the course of all agreements? Let's have a larger conversation about what's happening are you agreeing when you don't actually mean it? Um, are we are are you feeling forced by me to say yes to agreements? Are you yeah. are is there something going on where you're forgetting a lot? Mm-hmm. What what is it that's what up is it? with that? Or is it only this one? So generally the agreements are kept. Okay, now I'm curious. Generally, the agreements are kept, but this one isn't being kept. So I'm curious what's going on. So it could be you could take meta conversations either direction. But mm-hmm. meta conversation mm-hmm. is a skill that I don't think a lot of couples are using. We're we're staying mm-hmm. in the moment and in the fight of this one thing instead of taking a moment when things are calm to pull, pull back. back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you can't do in the moment either. <clears throat> As no. I have a history of doing, this is your pattern. You're doing it now. You did it last week. You did it then. Yeah, that's never going to work. <laughs> Why not, Vicky? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't know why it doesn't work? Well, I can. T- well, there's multiple reasons why it doesn't work. The nice one that Terry taught me at training was is because I'm his wife, not his therapist, and his patterns are not my business. <laughs> well, boundaries. <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> I didn't like being told that. Then I made remember that I did. Oh, well, then I made the mistake of coming home and telling my husband that. And so he has fun pointing that out when I do it still. (laughs) It also doesn't work because we're in our adaptation right then. So when you're in your protective self, it's not a time to have a meta conversation. So meta conversations require curiosity Mm -hmm. and that requires the front part of your brain to be working. Mm -hmm. So you only want to have meta conversations when you're pretty well resourced and when things are going pretty well. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, both your brain will hijack you. <laughs> when and both of you are pretty well resourced. That's right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. You don't want to yeah. spring a meta conversation on somebody while they're triggered because they're not able to join. Literally, physiologically, their brain cannot do what you are asking right. them to do. So, for a lot of people, starting a conversation is we need to have a conversation. Like starting with that kind of like mm-hmm. we need to talk or we need to have a conversation mm-hmm. will actually trigger some people. Oh, totally. Just that setup. And so I think that that's just an important piece is that if we're talking about meta conversations, how we enter into those conversations, how we cultivate the space for them is equally important Mm -hmm. to the fact that we have Mm -hmm. 
Yep, totally. So we need to is very different than I'd love to explore this with you, or I'd love to have a bigger mm-hmm. conversation about a pattern. Is now an okay time or mm-hmm. would it be better later in the weekend? Yeah. Or, or even just like, can we circle back to what happened the other day? Cause I had some ob- observations I wanted to share with you. Yeah. Are you in a space mm-hmm. you can listen to that right now? Yeah. yeah. And maybe I, the object, and, and I just one more yeah. little piece yeah, yeah. is that um, I think sometimes it really helps when we bring in observations, when we start with what we observe about ourselves. Mm, good mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, yeah. like if, if I'm only, if I have this pattern of always observing what I see in you as your patterns, it comes off really different than I, I noticed that I do this yeah. when this happens. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, something else about the love language thing in particular, because it's such Mm -hmm. a short list. There's five things, I think, on there. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you have a really short list like that and you've identified one or two or three things that are yours, you're going to notice every single time they don't do it now (laughs) because you're hyper focused on whether or not they do it. And so it's a really good way to set yourself up for some grief in your relationship. Grief is always part of relationships. I'm a big advocate of not running from our grief. I'm a big advocate of embracing the little mini griefs that we're in every single day. And I just want to help people wrap their heads around Mm -hmm. like, oh, if I've, if I put this request out there, then I might be a little bit hypervigilant on moments when you don't make it. It's kind of going back to that thing we were talking about, about we have a little bit of a negative focus in our brain. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sets up that filter for us. Mm-hmm. So let's wrap it there for today. Sounds perfect. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at our boot camp. You'll find the next date at whydoesmypartner.com. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.